Ah, once again, it's Open Mike Eagle, and this is Secret Skin. My skin has secrets. Does your skin have secrets? I imagine if they do not, you would not be listening to this. And if you're one of these people who have secretless skin, I envy you. Also, stop spying on us. You're not allowed here. Go away. This is a special episode of the podcast. I have a guest who is a good friend of mine and an excellent artist who I've been a fan of for one million years. He goes by the name of Aesop Rock. We have a really very in-depth conversation. We go back to the beginning of his career. We talk about it through now. We talk about his real life, his family stuff. You guys forget um, people have families. All my life, people have been like weirded out whenever I say something to them about like about like uh, my parents, especially in college. I think in college, people thought that I had uh, I was born from an egg. So when I mentioned parents, they were like, "Like, what are you talking about? You don't have parents." Anyway, so yeah, I internalize a lot of that, and I project these things in conversations that I have with my guests. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. It's a good episode, though. It's a good interview. I'm going to rate it highly on my psychological podcast rating scale. You don't have to. You can go to iTunes and rate it there. You can say, I want to give this a million stars. And iTunes is like, we only got five. But then you just give it five because it's the best you can do. All I want you to do is your best all the time. Got some dates coming up. I'm going to be in. Oh, you know what? Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I'm not going to do it like that. I wrote all of this stuff down so I wouldn't have to try to commit it to memory. Yeah, that's how long it took me to get paper. It takes me a long time to get paper sometimes. July 20th, I'm in Grand Rapids with Serengeti. July 21st, I'm in Milwaukee at the Cactus Club with Milo. July 22nd, Minneapolis at 7th Street Entry with Andrew Broder and Crescent Moon. July 23rd, in Iowa City at Gabe's with Milo. Once again, July 24th, I'm in Madison at the Frequency with Milo. And I said all that uh, from memory. If you don't believe me, I invite you to prove it. And since I know you can't, I'm just going to say, sucks to be you. Actually, I'm not going to say it at all. I don't believe that. I don't believe that to be true. I don't believe it. We had a contest on the last episode because I had a secret person deliver a secret message and I had you guys uh, try to tell me who it was and it seems that everybody knew but uh, like I said the first three people are going to get a thing and I figured out what the thing was the thing is a secret skin t-shirt which do exist now now am I ready to mail these things out no but I do have your addresses 
And I want to say these three people's names because they rang in first. And I want everything in life to be like Jeopardy, where speed, speed and knowledge counts. So that's Barrett Wentworth, Jack McNamara, and Sean McCall. You guys guess first, and I love you. I love you. I love you. Three I love you is for three different people. Anyway, this is Secret Skin. We're here talking with Aesop Rock at his house. Um, it's in a place. No, nah, you lives go a ahead. place. You do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> you open it up. You know, give him the address. Okay. <laughs> I did just put it in my Uber. I copied and pasted it, you know. Nice. Um, but yeah, we're here in, in Portland. Portland, beautiful Portland, Oregon. Beautiful tree-lined Portland, it's beautiful Oregon. day, sort of. Yeah. Gray, gray. Not as beautiful as yesterday, but no. a beautiful day. Um, we used to call this place the Miraculous Rap Forest. Like me and Dump found it and, and all these LA guys. We used to call this. Why? Because it's all green, but people rap here still? Isn't yeah, there? and people are like entranced by like eras of rap here that maybe other people don't necessarily <laughs> care about. You know, like it's like magical. It's like you're kind of going back in time some, some, some places. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, you know that's, yeah, I've heard that about this place. Especially if you go to like Eugene. Yeah, well, Wow Hall. Yes, yes. Um, you've been rapping for fifteen years. You've been, you've had a rap career for fifteen years. Yeah, I guess I have, which is pretty wild to think and about. Then six albums, fifteen years, and that's, that's just solo stuff, right? Like, yeah, done, I guess six albums and probably some EPs in there yeah. and some, some random things. And you're still making rap records. I'm trying. Like, what makes you want to? Like, what's the force inside of you that keeps you like making rap records? Like, I don't know, man. I think it's some. I don't know. I mean, it's just there, and and, and now it's like you just do something for this long, and then you kind of for a while you're like, what am I gonna do next? But then you realize you've already you're already well into next, and, <laughs> and, and now you're just like, well, I don't know. It's just what I do, you know. When I don't, when I when I get up and people I know are going to work and everyone's out doing their thing, I'm like, I guess I got to write rap because right. that's what I do. It's the only thing I can do. It's kind of what I've been doing for 15 years, like, quote unquote, professionally. You're kind of, you've always been kind of like a standalone artist. Like, you've been in different, like, crew situations. Like, you've been, you know, with Def Jugs folks, been with, like, Weathermen yeah. folks. But you've always kind of been like a standalone guy like do you ever feel like like is anybody you're in competition with at all like because since especially since like you're so studied in the craft you know what i mean like do you ever feel like when you're writing like you're trying to keep up with anyone or you're trying you know what i mean yeah i was telling uh homeboy sam recently that maybe when I, he played me this new record that i was like damn that's the kind of thing that I don't know if it's a competition, but mm-hmm. uh, but it makes me want to go home and write something, which, right. is, which is something that used to happen all the time, and now you got to like seek it out a little more. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I guess there was probably f- friendly competition when you're kind of younger and around a lot of people, and 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 you think you become friends with good rappers. I think you're always just. It, it, but it's not even competing. They're just pushing you to do your best, you know. Right. What I mean? And you want to be dope so you can keep up because they're being dope. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, but I never, really, I don't really care about 
competition too much you know like like it's really just pushing what i you know taking what i hear and letting it push me and my friends same thing any any rappers that i've hung out with but i but i really very rarely think of it as competition in, in the sense of like that we're really competing do you um are there any like differences you're aware of and like how you approach writing now versus like when you started Mm, it's funny i mean you know now i type (laughs) i type (laughs) and now it's like yeah i mean but 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 i used to when when i always carried paper with me it would be like write it write down a thought stick in your pocket or like gather thoughts in the margin and then you try to assemble them on the main part of the page and now i look at my phone and it's all these little tiny notes and and lines and then i'm assembling them in the bigger part of the page you know it's it's pretty much the basic same idea which is like it's a bunch of scattered thoughts and then when i when i have music in front of me i say let's start piecing this all together you know what i mean so you write like the whole song on your phone like yeah that's nowadays you're at, i write everything on my phone man I, I don't think i'll ever be able to do that like i've written a couple things on my phone i've written even you're a, always like the, your laptop guy right no i write in notebooks man really i write in notebooks i keep a notebook i can't like i don't know like I can like I like I write feature verses on my laptop. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like a it's like a different process for me for some reason. Like yeah, yeah. And I think that's more just really because I'm usually trying to get through that in a different way. So I type it so that I can print it and I can read it easier. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I can kind of get through it faster. But like with my shit, I always. I always handwrite it out, and I'm always crossing shit out. It's funny. I remember when, like, people, when I first saw people typing their rhymes, and when, when like, we, when me and and people started getting um, computers, basically, and yeah. and, uh, and I was still holding on to the notebook for so long. And I remember I did a, an interview for someone, and it was all about the craft of rap and how do you go about it. And they were like, "You write in a notebook," and I had I had already started typing, and but I was just like, I shouldn't admit that. <laughs> I feel you know. That's like saying you sampled a CD instead of vinyl or something. You're right. like, and I, I don't, and I, now I don't give a fuck. But at right. the time, this was like a long time ago, and I was just like, yeah, I still keep a notebook. It's I'm always, I always use a notebook, you know. But in my head, I'm like, I'm fucking lying to this person. <laughs> you know? Like I, I, I prefer to type these days. You know, just, I mean, I don't know. I could like type a keep. It's faster, you know, for yeah. me. So when I do have a thought, I can keep it. Plus, if you're on your phone and you're reading the news or checking something, and then a thought comes to you, just zip over and do it. You know, mm-hmm. but but I see. I don't know. I see the, I see what, you're, 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 you're probably more pure than I am. Pure? Yeah. And I don't think I'm pure anything. <laughs> I don't think my whole fucking essence is distorted. You just, yeah, my, I mean, my handwriting is the worst too. There's no good reason for me to be doing that. It's just something about like the feel. Well, it was also always hard when you were like, if you had to read a rhyme in a booth and hold a book in front of you, it was never, yeah. that's never a comfortable way to do it. Yeah. yeah. And I have like one of those big ass. The phone, um, I can scroll while I'm rhyming. And shit. Yeah, that's real. I mean, it, it, but I do feel a little bit like I'm like Drake on Hot 97. Yeah. And I think I, the, he was the first time I think I ever actually saw somebody doing that was like, like a Sprite commercial or something. He was like rapping off his Blackberry. And that just seems so weird to me. It's, that's the thing is when you look at it, it seems weird. But when you think about it, what it actually <laughs> is, which is like a beautifully typed page in front of you, it's like, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Damn. I have one of those big reflection filters behind my microphone too. Yeah. So it's really getting stupid with me in these notebooks. I'm like having to hold them up like, oh, in, yeah, in, like yeah. behind and up. Do and you it, ever like rip the page out and put it on the wall or anything? Uh, no, I haven't really done that. I haven't really done that. 
try that one out one time. That's good. Take Although, I don't know if you want to disassemble your rhyme book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tear shit out all the time. <laughs> I tear shit out all the time. I mean, it's, yeah, it's nothing about the purity of the book because the book ends up... And another thing, too, I guess, is that like I write a lot of notes in general. Like I go to meetings and shit and I write notes and I... And I you know, and I just keep all the shit in the same place. Like when I like the show I did the other, like the variety show deal. Like when I think of like a comedy bit, like I write it all out. Like you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. it all ends up, like end up just living with whatever notebook I have at the time. It was probably I mean? like soon after I started recording on a computer, and then and probably the next step was was typing rhymes on the computer because mm. you know, I guess that was really that handful of years when like I shifted from like using a, a standalone eight track to like. Pro Tools, which was like new and cool for me. And you released those first two albums. Like you were still in college, right? When those two came out. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I ever did was a little cassette, and it was I was in school at Boston University, but I was always um, going back to New York to record. And I had met Tony by then, Blockhead, and and so I was either going to New York on weekends and during the summer I'd get a job there, and and um, at some point I just put four songs on a cassette and sold them around some shows in new york and then yeah music for earthworms was next which was primarily produced by this dude dub l mm -hmm. another new york dude and um he he had interned at a studio and it wasn't even like a full-on recording studio it was like a um it was a studio for like for like making mixes for fashion shows and like weird things he, he just kind of got a job there and then at night we would record and it was like he would bring in a mic and we'd set it up and that was where I did all the um, music for Earthworm stuff. And I still had all this four track stuff going on between me and Tony and then but Dub L had to like, you know, the, what we thought was the high quality studio, which was the same, you know, like a, probably just a 58 like this. Right. We had like ADATs and that was like cool as, you right. know, and, and shit. And so that was mostly with his beats. Is a love such as that which I exhibit for my practice the factor which then amalgamates debates with straight jackets and robes huddled in brackets that blacken the average globe. Xenophobe, low to modify the fly. Feel this, I call Vinacia my wall for every store. Every fifth walk slants diagonal to symbolize your downfall. Drunky peasants, honor the shifty Megatron presence. Slug up all one ceremonies of merit turn blood sport. Born in hella high seas, I freeze your mega dumb company pumping out wise deeds like plot sneak attacks on dry leaves, dunce, crooked rumors. You went to Boston University, but you like went to their art school. Yeah, school yeah. Tell me about tell me about art school. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I mean, I just always did that stuff, and that was kind of my my go-to thing, and drawing and painting, and I always took took classes when I when I was in high school. I took classes like drawing classes at night, and uh, it was just what I gravitated towards. My older brother did all that shit. He okay. was like, he was like the guy who was super into music and super into artwork. How much older is he? Three years. Okay, so y'all y'all really close. Yeah, and then I have one two years younger than me. So yeah, when I got to high school, he was like a senior, and I was a freshman, and he like introduced me to the cool kids, like, mm -hmm. the music kids, and was shit. he really cool? Super cool, yeah. Were you cool in high school? No, I mean I don't know. He was cool. He was cool to me. I don't, right. I don't know in the, in the realm of like what's cool in high school. Right. We right, right. neither of us were probably that okay. Cool. But <laughs> like, but cool to outsiders. me, yeah, yeah. He just knew all this punk punk music and weird alternative music and mm -hmm. rap music and all this shit that I was just like, show me, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh. 
and he always was just up on what was what, what I thought was cool, which was like always sort of countercultural music or or art and like these kind of depressing drawings and all this like <laughs> stu- like you know artsy shit. Did he study art too, or he just at the time he did okay. not not after he left high school, but in high school it was like a shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But he went on to like study law. Oh and, shit! Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's a super smart dude. So like going to art school, did it did it did you get anything from that that you kept with you? Yeah, I mean that was what I was supposed to do in my life. I think right. that was like what I was going for. But art, but that stuff to me was like I wanted to be a good like I didn't want it to be. I wanted to be like a good draftsman. I wanted to be like really be able to draw. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't always just like do a crazy face. And, you know, I was like I wanted to learn to fucking graffiti draw. face with tight eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I don't know. I just like I wanted to learn. I mean I liked graffiti a lot too. I liked all that, but I just wanted it to be skillful. I didn't want it to be like super super abstract just because I wasn't a good drawer. You yeah. know? So I like took tons. Of, I t- I tried a lot and I worked really hard at it. And I'm not saying I was good, but I but it was something that I don't know that it was as natural a talent. I, it was just that I really wanted to work hard at it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whereas, like, rapping was what I was doing in my spare time, and that felt very natural to me, and almost like I could sort of do what I was going for pretty soon. Like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know want to say pretty soon after I started, but I just, like, I had a clear idea of, like, when I want to do this, I could do it. And right. I, whereas, like, with drawing, I was just, like, you got to put hours and hours into right. of, like, doing it to, like... But, yeah, I mean, that, so that kind of defines me and i still have this weird like you know i still think of myself as like a failed artist really (laughs) that's kind of my my, you know so i keep sketchbooks and then i just went on and became friends with a bunch of like good illustrators and visual artists and that's who i hang out with a bunch what kind of style like like when you really were doing it like what, what was that art like like well, when I was at school for it, I mean, the program at BU is like very classical. I mean, we were doing okay. tons of figure drawing, uh-huh. you know, painting from life. And like, so I was learning to use oil paints and you're learning all these kind of classic techniques at the time. And I don't know, I think when in high school, it was a little wackier and it was a lot of graffiti influence, a lot of just like kind of cartoony stuff. And then I went to, when, when I went to, to study it in college, it was way more like classical, you know, charcoal and this and that. And then by the time I got spit out on the other end of that, I, 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 I did some paintings and I was just like, I don't even know what, what my thing is anymore because mm-hmm. I, I had like, what, the school was just like, learn to, learn to draw what you see. That was the, my, the, the style of art school they do there. And then I came out and I had this like, this younger foundation of me that wanted to do characters and illustration and stuff and, and, and like cart, almost cartoony or just like bugged out like illustrations. And then I had this other part of me that's like, no, if I don't do an oil painting of a figure drawing, then I'm not a real fucking artist. You know what I mean? Which is completely ridiculous. But this was <laughs> this was I almost felt not brainwashed, but that was just what how the school was. I that mean, was I, I, that's what I wanted. I wanted to learn that shit, you know. And but but when I came out on the other end of it, I was just very like I don't even know what my style is. I don't know what if left to my own devices, and I'm not being told to do it this way. I don't even know anymore what I would do, you know, and that's sort of still what I am. I keep sketchbooks and I fuck around, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't even know what my style is with Shit. this stuff, you know, and and I maybe mean, that probably helped. That probably kind of helped me back from really pursuing it as like anything major. But I always like when I when I got out of school, I would just work in like art galleries and shit and like and and just try and be around it. Yeah, as much as I could. I mean, but did anything like. 
I don't know if they did any theory stuff, but any of it like inform kind of how you started writing when you started writing raps too? I think just like, if I, I don't know, this. I feel like I try and make tons of like visual, really visual right. rhymes. Right, and I, I, I see that, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, in that sense, yeah, it, I feel like my rapping is like what I what I failed at. <laughs> you know, I picked it up and I figured I, I'm trying to do it another way almost, which, um, you know, which is real to me. And that's it. It, it, it like it, it makes sense to me to, to do it that way and and be super detailed with what I write and and. And and consider it like a craft. I mean, the cool thing about the school I went to was like whether or not I even knew what I was doing when I was done. But it was very like, you know, they knew it was like a skill. You had to practice this thing. It wasn't yeah. just like go in and be creative. You know, it was like you learn to do the shit. You right. know, like you want to be, practice you want to do some crazy yeah. shit. Like have a good foundation. You know what I mean? And that is what I applied to rap. I think where it was just like learn how to fucking rap before you can like really get there is like there is something to like having the skeleton down before you can like put the muscles and, and so what what would you say are the foundations of rap in terms of the craft of it um i don't know i guess it's hard to put in the words but it but i mean we're of the well, you're a little younger than me but I don't know. I feel like at, at, when I was in high school and like bugging out off rap music and starting to really like kick a rhyme to my friends and stuff, I was trying to just be. It, rap was pretty young still, and so like, you know, there was a foundation that was laid in the '80s, like guess late '70s and '80s, but but people were starting to get a little bit more creative in the yeah. early '90s with the with how they were doing lyrics and stuff. And I would just, I think I was the right age, and I was, I just knew what what the foundation was around me and i was just imitating east coast rappers who had like pretty basic flow epmd you know like mm -hmm. the, the tribe called quest type just like you know th there was a basis for everything that made sense in an almost like an like an academic i mean that sounds weird to say that because it's obviously a very soulful medium but there is an academics to it and there's mm -hmm. like a like a, a craft that i think you can like you can just start at point a I guess, right you know what i mean and, and even like starting to freestyle and stuff like that at the time you know you just keep it very like locked into a very simple flow because it's just you know even nowadays you see it's not those dudes who have the the simplest flow in the world are amazing yeah. you know what i mean and, and so like that shit is like i guess you, you just gotta prove like show yourself that like you can be a very break it down to the very foundation and it's still dope you know what i mean who, who were who were some of the earliest people uh you listened to that impacted you on like a style level i mean you know in the early 90s i feel like we all i mean i went to high school from 1990 to 1994 mm -hmm. and i mean in the late 80s my brother played me like bdp and obviously i had like run dmc and that stuff but that's not like style wise what affected me i think like the 90s what people say is the golden era of rap i guess was when people started bugging out but i was very like i don't know when i started writing rhymes and shit i was just i don't think i was smart enough to have a style i was just doing what was around me and yeah. i was just like just writing the rap you know it wasn't like a there wasn't types of rap or something right. i mean there was but now it's like 800 subgenres <laughs> and shit but. I don't know, I, I, but I mean, I loved, I think I just loved, when people ask what you like when you're this age, you just liked everything right. almost, you know, I mean, East Coast influence stuff, 
but at the time it was what everyone liked i mean it was all the epmd it was like you know gangstar and, and tribe and all the native tongue shit and i mean it was so there was just so much fresh, fresh shit coming out and then I mean, you had bugged out shit coming out too like when organized came out right, eventually you're right. just like oh shit or Nas even you're just like damn these dudes are now it's getting visual and now it's like it's not just like we're here because we're the best it's like you're t you're doing some, something else right. you know what i mean and then but i don't think i think once i left to go to school in, in 1994 or, yeah like i guess i went to school 94 to 98 was when i started hearing like stuff from other regions and freestyling with kids from other places and i remember um hearing like Saphir for the first time and being and as a new york dude and being like that shit's crazy yeah. whatever that dude is on still to this day hell yeah that dude, <laughs> dude was like major he i went to college with devin horowitz who owned nature sounds these oh, days. okay and he put me on to, to Saphir at the time he was just like check this shit out Do you listen to your old stuff? No. no. Like, you consciously do not? Like, you just don't? Um, I mean, I, yeah. Uh, like, that time when I put out that big lyric book in, like, 2005, I had to go back and do it. That yeah. might have been <laughs> maybe the last time I've like, heard a lot of that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I performed some of the old stuff. True. True. Not very much, but... Yeah, no, I, don't, I haven't heard of, I don't know. I mean, people will ask me about lines and lyrics, and I'll just be like, did I say that on some record? Because I <laughs> remember that. You know? I imagine people probably misinterpret stuff a lot, right? Yeah, but it's so, like, drenched in metaphor and shit, and, and I think, like, you can kind of just apply it to whatever, it's, however you're applying it, and it works sometimes. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, it's it's misinterpreted, or it's just interpreted otherwise. You do, know? You, do you typically keep things kind of open to interpretation? I think it comes off that way, but when I'm writing it, I'm thinking of something specific. But I think because I'm a super private dude and just kind of this, I I, I think I just probably like cover it in so many metaphors that like most people wouldn't know specifically. What I'm, not always, but sometimes most people wouldn't know specifically what I'm talking about. I just talk about something very that happened only to me that no one would know anyway. Right. And then you painted a bunch of different colors and put it out there. And so the 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 line will be the gist of like the emotion attached to the thing, but no one knows what the thing is except for me, you know. Do you I feel like in the music I've heard from you over your career like now it's starting to get a little bit more direct in terms of like this song is clearly about this thing and it leaves less room for interpretation is that true yeah maybe so um i still yeah i still do it sometimes when i'm like saying something really like angry and i don't really want anyone to know like what exactly i'm referencing in my life because it's just too personal it's personal but i have a need to get it out off my chest so mm -hmm. i write about it but then i have a need to like not let you know everything about it also oh my god i so feel that dude. yeah so you walk that line and 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 um yeah, what was the what was the basis of this question? I don't remember it at all. Um, 
<laughs> I don't remember at all. I, I, it was some interpretation. Yeah, I think, yeah. Oh, because it because the stuff's becoming more direct. Yeah. Yeah, and then then there was a time when I like around when I was recording None Shall Pass. I remember being like this. That was came out in oh, 2007, I think maybe. Yeah, I think. And um, or nine, 2009, some I don't know, somewhere in there. But I remember being like, I'm sick of just talking about myself and rap. I'm sick of being every rhyme is I do this, I do that. I'm I'm just like, I don't even like myself that much, you know. And and here I am just talking. And I'm that was when I made a conscious decision to like start either referring to myself in the third person as he, so that it sounded more like a story uh. as opposed to. Even if it's just me talking about me, just changing the word to make it just sound like a third person helped me to sum up all my thoughts more in stories or little like four bar passages that were their own little stories within the reverse or whatever. And I had done a couple story rhymes in the past, but like that was that was when I I felt like I was like, let me change what I'm doing because. The older I get, the less I want to be bragging because I don't really believe that shit. Really, you know, you, you, you do it when you're young because it's you know you're more confident probably and just cockier and you're just it's fun. It's right. all in fun. But the older I get, and the more you want to like attach your actual personality to your fuck to what you're doing and and realizing that it's important for right. you to do this this way. I just couldn't do that. Shit, really. You know, I had to be like okay with being like you know not taking myself seriously in all ways and then and then just being able to to voice my opinion in a different way like or like tell a story or a fable or, or a, something that contained the message instead of just everything being me 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 do is is aesop rock in any way like a character i don't think so but i i don't think so i mean um no i mean it always changes though you know like there's so many phases that you go through with like what you're actually going for with this shit you know and so it's just you just adapt i mean no i don't i think ace is just the, the nickname you know i can pretty much just i mean when i did like bazooka tooth that was like a little character i'd kind mm-hmm. of invented but really it wasn't that different from, <laughs> you know for me but but in my head it was at least what, a, what was the uh what was the intended difference in the bazooka tooth character i mean he was just the 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 he was probably like the superhero not superhero but he was like the um the version of me that would just like instead of like writing the rhyme would just like actually perform some massively violent act on the I world see. or something like that you know? <laughs> like follow through with all my all the dark thoughts you know something like that but that's what i think of when i go through the old stuff like you were saying before i can tell like what little phase i was in mm-hmm. each time and i i'm not i can't always like attach my my current self to the phase i was in right but i know at the time that was my shit you know what <laughs> I mean? so it's like you just hear the one thing I always cringe at is hearing myself post kind of in the bazooka tooth era just because I, I was yelling a lot more and I hated the way my voice sounded. when I go back now and hear like how I was delivering raps mm-hmm. I was like damn man I was like really yelling to the point that you know I have a, a bit of an odd voice to work with and it's and so fucking it, great voice thank you you got but you have to like learn your voice and like what it's right. good for and learn what how to play your at. instrument yeah so, and i was i was like i've in my in my, you know in my head when i hear that from across the room i don't have to hear the lyrics i just hear what i'm doing and where what register i'm going off in and i'm like that was not the best choice for it's my so voice. funny i have a song on this ep i put out in like 2009 it's called sacrifices 
And um, it's like a really cool written song. Like, and I was really like going through some shit at the time when I wrote it, and and, um, and it turned out not pretty good. But a lot of people like really, really love the song. Uh huh. Um, and in my head, it sounds beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I go back and listen to it, I'm horrified because I was doing this thing where I was singing this chorus that I wrote. But I kept since I, I don't know how to sing now. But I definitely didn't know how to sing then. And I was doing this layer of the chorus that was like, yeah, I mean, was I doing? I think I was also just psyched. I was on Pro Tools. I could use as many tracks as I want. I wasn't mm-hmm. limited. I could fucking do. I could write the rhyme so that it took three tracks to record it on purpose, and I right. could overlap myself. And I was just doing all that shit that like you. Once you grow out of, you're just like that was a weird thing. To do, you know? <laughs> and we were talking yesterday. Now it's like I want a verse on one track. I don't want to have. To, I don't write lines really where I have to come in on another track. Yeah. Where I used to do that creatively, but now I'm just. I don't want to do it. I just like to write the rhyme, and I like to just. It's like a very, I guess, back to basic style thing. But you know, you explore the technology you have at the time, especially when you're like recording at home, like a lot of us are. And you're just bugging out. And you're like, oh, I can do this now. I might as well put this crazy fucking distortion effect on my voice because I can. You do you, know? I mean, do you remember when we used to, I mean, I don't know if you ever really went through this, but I remember when I first started recording and everybody who I recorded with used to like overdub the end of like every bar. Every bar. <laughs> and now, I mean, you had like, I had, I always had to do a verse. I do another track that was like I just hit the last line, yeah, and then yeah. you do a third one where you're just doing like sound. You know, if you say the word missile, you're like, you know, <laughs> the outside just, of shit. That's yeah, that young Z shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous in hindsight, and you're just like, man, this is a mess. You know, it's just a mess of tracks and, and like. You imagine some old engineer being like, Dude. and then you're just like, the older you get, you're like, hey, turn the backups down a little, and then a little more, and then and then one day you're just like, get fuck that backup. If I can't like say what I'm fucking meaning, right. you know, I mean, I, there's ways to do it sound cool but if i can't just like get my rhyme out and have it stand alone then like what the fuck am i doing <laughs> unsigned hype front line never not slurry zero dark dirty zero friends minotaur fugly stepchild the boat lunch jumped over plunging necklines up beside tongue tied hungry enzymes devolved in a mothman munching textiles punisher out past go time back ten fried worms chubby brown grass both sides can't food man-made tools lana cane band-aids mandrake root Pancake shoes and a handshake proof campaign Can't lose, can't gain Smoke out moles like a force of nature Break fortune, return to a slave Swiftly, maybe in the form of a nest egg Maybe in the form of a Tesla death ray Or a solid gold team with something better to celebrate Than powder on a face like a flat foot on jelly day My memorial compass will batshit Spinning in the shadows of a moral magnet I was supporting the artist or enabling the addict I mean, I guess it matters to me I wish it mattered to you How a thousand virtues kick the same you talked about like having like dark ideas earlier that you didn't necessarily want to like completely express and kind of maybe couched in metaphor. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, so if you don't express them in a song, like, what do you do with them? Do you, you know, how do you, how do you treat the darkness? I don't know. That's the life. That's the life mission, man. Yeah. That's kind of what it's been. That's why I'm asking you. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I did help too. <laughs> I don't know, because I definitely like from pretty, you know, that's something I sort of struggled with for a long time, and like, and I don't have the answer, you know. But I, I for since you know I got pulled out of school for like writing, writing like suicidal shit in like junior high, and was yeah. like forced to go to therapy, and 
And, uh, you know, since then I was doing therapy. And then sometime in like 2000, I went on like antidepressants for like 14 years. Damn. Yeah. I got, I was on my way to pick up my first ever prescription of antidepressants on 9-11-01. So I was like at the pharmacy, the towers are coming down and I was like, just fill this prescription, please. (laughs) So that's the only reason I remember how long it's been. And then just in the last six months, I was like, you know what? I haven't even been my fucking self in close to 15 years. So I don't know what I'm trying to fix when I don't even know who the fuck I am anymore. And like, I've just weaned off everything and. I've been off everything now for months, which for the first time in like fucking over a decade. How's you know? it feel? It it feels crazy, but it always feels crazy, you know. Yeah. And that, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen because because after a while, I was like, you know, I've been on this shit and changing prescriptions and dealing with this anxiety and depression for so long that, but I'm always working on it. It's not like it's fixed when I take this shit. I still am like thinking about it constantly. Right. Which means it's not working. <laughs> That's what that means, you know. But 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 you get scared to go off because you think it's gonna be worse, you know. Yeah, I mean? and then you, I guess, you wonder about like, you know, like if especially if you've taken it for that long, like is is that change in chemicals gonna bring about some whole other kind of shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, and then I one day I was just like, it doesn't matter because I don't feel good anyway, you right. know. And I'd rather be off this fucking shit and and just go at least go back to see who the fuck I am when I'm normal for a second. And if and if six months goes by and I go, oh, that's why I was on this. <laughs> Fine, so be it. But let me try and fucking get back. <laughs> I mean, do, what do you what do you do? You feel like there were parts of your personality that the that the medicine was keeping at bay. I don't even know anymore. It's mm-hmm. been so fucking long, man. It's literally been since the year I like quit my last day job and started being a, a rapper. Oh god, that's the year it all happened. You know, and it's a horrible thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it was just not. It was such a hobby to me that when when even when I was doing albums, because it took me a few before I could quit a job. It was just the the idea that it was everything it became everything overnight and it was like time to quit your job and be a rapper and I was just like fuck man this is like a lot to this is like a lot to process right, right. now you know and it should have just been like fuck yeah yeah I should have <laughs> just I should have been running into it happy and I was but I was freaked the fuck out like I, I didn't I was supposed to go on tour I literally was like quitting in August and going on tour in September this is the Labor Day stuff yeah 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 okay. And I just didn't go. Like the night before, I was like, uh-uh. You didn't go to work or you didn't go to the tour? I I, wor- I finished my job. I quit. And I was like a week later, I was supposed to like leave for my first national tour. And I was just like, that's not going to happen. I was just I was just having some crazy anxiety attack, and which I had never experienced. And I was just out of my mind. I felt dizzy. I felt fevery one second. I felt nervous. I knew I was supposed to be happy because I was part of a good thing and and we had you know my, my record was like gonna be it felt like it was getting received well and but it was just too weird for me <laughs> you know I, so was, what, I was such a private dude yeah that like i write these songs about being a private dude and then the idea was to go on a stage right nationwide be, and talk about public <laughs> to be a public dude to, about yeah private shit. and i was like uh-uh man and i still deal with that and now i can do it but it's just it's not natural to me to do that you know what i mean what happened with that tour? It just went on without me. Damn. And uh, I ended up, um, and then I was in, t- in New York for not for nine eleven because I didn't go on tour. Everyone else kind of missed it, but I li- was living downtown at the time. And I had just broken up with a long-term girlfriend at the time, and I had to get out of my apartment. And 
I just quit my job because I was a rapper now. And uh, I just skipped the tour. I mean, I had a little money to saved up so that it was fine. And it was probably like, you know, I would get an occasional check from from Mush. Or yeah. I'm sure Juke started paying me pretty soon <clears throat> after that. And um, so I was fine. I survived, you know, but I was just... I mean, I gave myself this whole, like, I'll give myself one year. I'll quit my job. And in one year, if I'm just, like, fucked, then I'm going to go get a job again. You know, because I didn't, I just didn't, I wasn't convinced it was going to work. Even though it was buzzing and things, you know, I just never believed that it would pan out. You know what I mean? And and, and so it did. And then, yeah, then it did. <laughs> but I, but I, but it, but it wasn't ever, like, it wasn't like a thing where like overnight I was like, I have money and now I'm, I'm chilling. It was still just like, I'm a working musician still, you know, so it happens, but it doesn't like happen. Like I was it's hard to notice that it happened. So a bunch of people are just like, it's happening. You right. know? And you're, you know, like, oh, I guess it is. You know, I guess I do have this weird like cash in a bag at my house <laughs> for whatever reason. And, um, so what, what was the first tour you actually went on and then how did that work out? Um... I don't even remember. I mean, I, in those days, like, we were doing, you know, probably me and Cannibal Ox. Um, we went to Europe, I remember, for a few weeks. And I remember I... <laughs> um, and those, I, maybe we just did, like, a week or so in, in the East Coast. I don't know. I think it wasn't such an ordeal where it was... It wasn't, like, a six-week run. So I just started taking things that came. And, you, you know, oh, how about going to two weeks here or a week here and that was easier to handle for me so it wasn't the same big ang- moment of yeah to conquer the anxiety maybe yeah but 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 i i don't know i just kind of figured it out and kept you know like i started taking these pills and you know that at least helped. the one thing that the pills did help was like make it so the anxiety wasn't overwhelming i was uh-huh. still depressed i was still freaking out but i wasn't like having a physical reaction to being anxious which would which was really what would cripple me a lot uh-huh. and then um so yeah we just started picking I, mean, I just remember it was like all those early jux dudes that we just you know i did a ton of shows with cannibal ox i remember i went to europe with them for a while and um Pretty soon after that, I started going out with Liff, you know, in the next few years. And I don't know. I think I think uh, I just got used to it. And, like, I just was like, I'm not here alone. And my boys are here, yeah. and, you know. And so I just forced my... I, n- I never got comfortable with it, but I got used to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the one thing that struck me when we went on that tour is how much, like, you actually do not like touring. <laughs> it's like, wow, like... You know what I mean, and it's just interesting for for uh, for somebody who actually had. You know, it's been pretty successful. You know what I mean? Like it's it's worked out pretty well. And like you go out and there's these crowds, and it's like everything that we all wanted. I mean, I don't mean to, and I don't mean to. I'm I'm beyond thankful for. I know, it, I know it, and I and it's I and I, that, I realize like, that's that the reason too, I do you know? go is because I'm too. like you know I want to meet these motherfuckers that and, are buying the shit. And when you're up there going for it, you're in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could get in it, and like I. But that was another thing that I like worked at. Like I worked at like the stage show. Not that I'm like a fantastic performer, but I, but it was something that I was like I gotta fucking figure this out because. Yeah. I am going to be doing this. And that damn cat really wants food. And, um, you can pause and feed the cat. Yeah, let me want. feed the cat. All right, one second. At night, I wear a wolf's head on my regular head, considering a regular character sketch. Food 
quarter communes with the flora computes and cahoots with beauty and brute force i got a brand new normal out of 30 in new york plus years at the fire pulling portions out of corn husk never mind time on the short bus terrifying errant nights thwarting any motherfucking fork tongue sport arch the flash and a high molar still was body less a weapon more a bag of live homers over medium treat skin tags like scratch offs rap like black ops rappers like lap dogs you got the rad moves caddy out the rap proof wait 20 sided die at the crap shoot wait looking for a black hole to casually collapse through try iron nine by the cat food there it is ooey do we roast in a bilge when the skinny from the cat's eating okay that's good it's good that the cat eats cat needs food yeah your cat was doing a very quiet about to trip out like your quiet your cat was about to have an anxiety attack i know she just sits like she just knows where the food is and sits, <laughs> sits right there like meow <laughs> like ah oh, shit so like okay you deal with darkness yeah um your like social media presence though is kind of light you know what i mean like given given like the imagery and subject matter of the work like i think you know it's like surprisingly kind of lighthearted. like yeah yeah what keeps you from kind of going dark on social media because i because as much as i tend to go there i can't be around that shit because then i that makes me go there and so i try to project positivity and i and and i like to be around people that do that because when i'm around people that are really just very negative or just have a tendency to be like me maybe i just it's worse for me you know so and 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 generally speaking like when i'm addressing my fan base like i really i just want to be like thank you constantly you know that's so so i try and just keep it like that and 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 i think i think also just because something else that happened over the course of like writing is that i i do like as a person i joke around constantly you know what i mean but like i wasn't able to figure out how to be funny in a rhyme Uh. that was still poignant and still meaningful and still you know you could be sad and funny or you could be angry and funny you know you could just like i i, I didn't know how to do it in the beginning and, yeah. and so there was this whole side of my personality that i don't think people were really seeing in my music as much and when i'm on social media i'm just like you know being stupid and so it tends to be a little funnier and then being around like tony who's, yeah. who's super funny all the time camus was super good at being funny and putting and making his rhymes like getting his sense of humor humor across in the music and like i started to learn how to how to do that a little bit more i think with the later records than i than i used to be able to which which is important to me because i know you know in the beginning it was just so serious all the Mm -hmm. lyrics and shit and i took it serious but doom's another one like who, who you can who we were talking about this he'll say something funny in the same song, and he'll say something very poignant, and then he'll say something about his his friend that died, and then right. he'll say something about just some real life shit, and you'll be like, "It's all in there, man." Yeah. And and that's that's dope because that's what it is. Right. Like when you're sitting in a room with me, even if I'm going to tell you some sad thing that happened to me today, I'll make a joke, and I'll also curse at something, and then I'll also, you know, it's just all it's all happening at once, right? And that's a real challenge yeah. to get all that into a, a verse, you know what I mean? And 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 you and I think when I was young, I was just scared to try and be funny because I thought people wouldn't take it seriously, or like there's also a very sp- you know er- early rap. It's a punchline, you know that's the funny right. part. And so if you, can, you that's how you deliver the funny, and then it's just like once once you do this for a long time and you're like oh there's other way you can just be you don't have to do that right. <laughs> you know you can just be yourself and be be kind of kooky 
and and it doesn't have to be delivered in this like setup and punchline fashion which in the beginning that's what there was you know right. that's that's you know, that's what it was i like i have these i have sometimes where like i feel particularly dark and i like really want to go on twitter and say something really kind of fucked up you know what i yeah, mean yeah, just like yeah. i want to get that off like you ever had that kind of moment yeah uh, th- I do my best to not put it out. I mean, I, there was a couple. There's times when like you'll do a show and like the venue will just be so fucked, and something will happen that you just get off. You'll be like, "Fuck this venue! Right. Nobody ever go there again for any <laughs> show ever. This is what they did to me, and therefore, they're if they'll do it to me, they'll do it to anybody." You know? <laughs> and you're just like, "I need." I've definitely like tweeted and be like, "I need to delete that immediately." You know, like I because I, I don't drink. I think usually what happens is people do that when they're drunk, and That's then they true. wake up sober and like, "Whoops!" And go back and delete like twenty things. Right, if they still have have a job because yeah, sometimes exactly yeah, yeah. so i think maybe that helps me with the not drinking helps me to like curb it a little bit but at the, you know yeah i mean i don't depend on social media in that way where right. like facebook is my i don't do facebook but some people are like they can't not put it out there right which is fucked up yeah. you know what i mean that's not where i want to be i'm generally pretty private of a person so like i don't there's stuff that I just won't talk about on there because I don't want anyone to fucking know what I'm going through, you right. know. And they can have the they can have the more lighthearted stuff, and you know I'll try and be real as real as I can. But I'm also not going to tell them like what <laughs> if some other shit's fucked up in my life. It's just not where I go to get my support like that. And I could because there's a, there's all these people waiting to be like we love you and no matter what, right? But I don't know. I don't want. I just don't. That's not my relationship with them, really. You know. Do you think you're going to be here long? I don't know. I started looking at cribs in New York again. I think uh, my my ten year West Coast adventure may be coming to an end soon. We'll cry for you. We'll cry when we lose you. Yeah, you're like official now, like me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Shit. I know. I just think of you as L A. Everybody I, does, I man. Fuck. And I hate it down there. Yeah. I mean, I like I like the West Coast, but I you know it's been a while, and I'm and I'm my whole family's over there, and I got I'm single now. You know, I was married for a while. So that's not tying me here. And then both my brothers have kids that are like between three and six. And sometimes I'll get on video chat and be like, that's Uncle Ian. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, man. I fucked up. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, is that kind of becoming more important to you just in life? Like connecting I with I think family? so. Just right, especially these days where I'm just kind of floating around out here. And, and, and I'm just, you know, Portland is fantastic. But, you know, I kind of moved here not knowing anybody really it was just kind of like let's figure something else out now and that's an affordable town and it seems cool you know so i'm doing it and then i'm just like i don't know this cool stuff here but i but i did yeah i did i guess i did i did start thinking about like it 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 all ties into also like quitting the pills and and all this shit and being like maybe i need to go and like back to fucking square one you know and like and i and a lot of my relationships with my family have been strained for a long time not all of them but some of them and i was like you know i'm fucking i'm about to be 39 my hair is fucking gray you know what i mean <laughs> like i should probably figure this shit out to some even if it's never going to be fine there's definitely stuff that could be fine yeah. and i should just go deal with it you know what i mean and and, uh, and see if if my family's ready to deal with me <laughs> to a degree you know and um so yeah, I just been like going out there a little more to to see these the kids and and um 
I guess it is important to me. I mean, that's it's just the phase I'm in right now where I'm like, I got to go re- reestablish this connection before, and and learn to be kind of comfortable with myself and my family before I can even go out and have another meaningful relationship in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, and I don't know if that's true, but people say that. You know, you gotta <laughs> learn, you gotta learn to love yourself before you can love other people. But right. it's like, and I and yeah, I just started being like, what am I doing? Like, I think I need to go back to the foundation. I mean, I love New York. I didn't leave it because I didn't like it. <laughs> I left it because I was getting married. And, and um, so, yeah, I wish it would, didn't cost as much as yeah, it does. Yeah, no, fucking crazy. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty it's crazy. Insane. It's pretty crazy. I mean, I knew it was always crazy, but it's definitely crazier now. But everyone I know who who's there or who left and moved back there is like, you know, you don't do it because it's smart. You do it because you want to be back in New York right, right now. And I think that's probably where I'm headed soon what's um what's next for you like musically um well i got a solo record that i'm pretty deep into deep you know probably closer to finished than started got a bunch of demos and you you may or may not have heard them (laughs) (laughs) i don't know Uh, did i (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no you know i got played this shit i got a bunch of shit yeah no i love it and i and i you know what what i would say about it that really struck me as impactful. And we talked about song meanings and we just talked about your relationship with family. I feel like that's a lot in it. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot more like human in, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it probably so, is. Yeah, You're not the first to say that. I mean, a few people have heard what I've been doing and a couple people are like, whoa, it's like super personal, but you never know. You feel like you hear that all the time. But, more than one well, person say it, and you're like, oh, I guess I did. Because you can't tell what you're going through until someone says, hey, all these sound like this to me. Same thing with the music I was playing you yesterday. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? You're like, yeah. oh, these are all like really sad songs over these happy yeah, things. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, you're right, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't know you're doing it. You're just, you're just going, you know? And so I've just been going. And, you know, I always work on solo shit, even when I'm working with Rob or with any of these other projects. I always, like, work on my shit. And, mm-hmm. and so... I'm 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 getting close, you know. I don't have a name for an album or anything yet, but it's 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 getting there. Yeah, and it's funny though, cause it's 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 interesting that somebody else called it personal. Like I wouldn't have called it personal, cause to me, like, everything you've ever done has been personal. Like some of it, like extremely personal. But mm-hmm. like this, I would call it more human because it's personal, but it's also a little bit more accessible because it's like laying kind of the themes out like kind of openly and yeah. saying like this is what i was working through is this relationship or that you know what i mean or moving here or you know it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a more like you yeah. can kind of see it you I, know mean, I mean it's like it's hard to it's hard you know another reason that like it's just it's hard to write about one thing and yeah. like make a whole song about one something you know and you could be like i want to write a song about horseback riding <laughs> and it's hard to fucking a rap has tons of lyrics, yeah, <laughs> tons yeah. of lyrics Absolutely. in one rap song, and B, you're just like you're so used to like just being scatterbrained and writing battle raps where you're just talking about whatever the fuck, and every two bars you can change topics. So then when you're when you when I started to want to write stories a little more or just tack, you know tackle a whole a whole song about one concept, it's tough, man. But that's like kind of what makes it fun and what makes you feel good if you get if you do do it, you know. Right. But um, but yeah, I've been trying to just like, y- you know, I don't. You try and pick a concept and just stick with it, or pick a story and, and tell a story, and that shit is hard. It, it puts <laughs> in perspective, you know, all the people here. Like, I write pretty dense lyrics, and they're like, oh, you should write a book someday. And I'm like, that shit is some other shit, man. Like, <laughs> right. like writing a fucking story rhyme is really hard. Yeah. Writing a book, 
I mean, I'm baffled by it, novels. Man. I'm baffled. I don't you know even know. I, mean? I wouldn't even know how to start. You know, like that shit is a challenge. Like to me, the thought of a person writing a conversation between two people, like that makes me want to like put my head through the wall. Yeah, like, it's, what? It's, it's amazing, man. And 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 it's like, I don't know. I, it's um. But yeah, I guess I guess I guess just that's the phase I'm in now is trying to keep keep the songs keep the concepts maybe a little less cloaked even though i get in there with the with the weird metaphors but i do think that for the most part you hear the songs and you're like i get what this is you know yeah. maybe more than ever yeah I, f- I felt like that and i felt like it was a cool thing to do like i don't know like, like it just kind of goes with what you seem to be going through in life in a way it's like yeah you know. it definitely that's the other thing i think is like the, the later records i did kind of reflect more of what I mean, they're realer. There were more. You you learn how to inject yourself into it as opposed to just being this like writing rap lyrics, you know, yeah, and, yeah, which yeah. is in the beginning exactly what you should be doing. You know? <laughs> right. but, but then you want to learn to find yourself a little more and 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 find who you you know where you sit and what your job is in in music, you right. know, like do you have a voice in this shit, and and how do you get there? And 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 it's just figuring out how to like tuck your life experiences and your sense of humor and your sense of of your everything into the songs you know what i mean and, and that shit is not easy to yeah. gather it all in there and you know and and get yourself across in a way that you can like listen to the product and say yeah that's me man that's fucking me you know well i mean it was amazing stuff man and i can't wait till people hear it so you can stop being so anxious about it no that's my job <laughs> you get shouted was... with all this praise you be like... nah man i don't know I, you just you don't know you think nah, it could I mean, all be done tomorrow with yeah, this shit you know absolutely. like what nobody i mean this is rap music man yeah, nobody dude. people come and go for sure and like both of us have been fucking lucky, man. Yeah, believe me. All this shit is just like the fact that anyone is even checking still is amazing. And Do like, you see I'm diversifying while we're talking? That's what I need to be doing. <laughs> Most illness, toast the mutineer by the gear. I'm a bum. My motherfucking beard has a beard. Hot stepper, leper with measurements all wrong. I'm a beast. My motherfucking dog got a dog. I'm sorry, deeper in the polygons, radical breaths, compared teeth on a promenade, man's worst friend, tragedy prone, skirting a never-ending exodus from Adam so he's an immediate threat, speaking of various tongues, reeking a variant face, tricking that heresy punch, I played defender at the center for the never enough, you called it losing my way, I called it leveling up. Our skill is like writing rhymes, you which know, is very a very particular it's very thing. Narrow. Very narrow. Yeah, it's like you kind of can do this or that's commercial what I jingles. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know yeah. either. So it's like, what do you? Where do I apply this? Because now, now I'm not young. You know, right. now like there is no next. Like I'm here. <laughs> and I'm like, and I still write things that rhyme. You know, right. and that's like the first thing you learn as a child. After you learn to, <laughs> right. after you learn to speak, like this is what a rhyme is and that's where i stopped learning right. you know what i mean like, like I, I connected with that like i am a professional tricycler <laughs> that's exactly what it is it's the same shit so yeah i'm trying to be like what have i learned on a bigger level that i'm not even taking into account because to me all i've learned is like how to write my own rhyme <laughs> you know? but i must have picked up something because i've been you know that's what chuck was saying you've been doing you know you quit your job 15 years ago you know you're whether or not you believe it, you're a successful musician on some level. I mean, God. But that's hard for me to take. I don't is know. Is it really? Yes. That's <laughs> I don't, so I don't think of it like that because it is still, 
Because people think music is you don't make it or you make it. And if you make it, you're set for life. And if you don't make it, you don't, you stop. It's a real 1988 way. <laughs> right. So <laughs> we're in this position and, and that, that it's work, you know? Right. Like I'm, I'm still, I still have this job. I didn't get fired from this job yet and I haven't quit. Yet. Right. And so I don't know. I, I guess I'm successful, but it's not like I'm successful. Like I'm sitting on, on, on houses and cars. Right, you right, know what right, I mean? Right, I'm right. just like, it takes other people to be like you can you have some shit you know you you did this for a while and i'm like i guess i mean you're, 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 you're pretty free to move about the country is at will yeah like you know what i mean yeah like you know you're you're talking about paying money to somebody to live in new york <laughs> like, yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. Mean? like not everyone you're can, right you're right can can do these things you know yeah yeah totally but I don't know, you know, successful is also like in comparison to what? So relative, yeah. And so relative. I also like, you know, when, like I said, my, like, you know, my brother's like a law professor. Right. So like, what the fuck am I? <laughs> Someone's going to tell me I'm successful, but I'm fucking a rap, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, so in in that sense, I'm just, I will always feel like I'm failing in some, to, to some degree. No matter what, you know what I mean, and 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 so I don't know. You were telling me about what happened with that apartment you tried to get in New York. Yeah, that's just fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, I was looking last week, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this. We've got a crib in Brooklyn. And God looked at a nice spot. It was like way overpriced, but I was in the mindset, just fuck it, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna figure it out. Put my little fifty dollars application into the broker. He was like this place is exclusive to us and this is i mean everyone goes through this especially in new york so it's not even that much of a sob story but the particular way i guess yeah so i was like yeah he's like don't worry you're good i was like great i was excited my younger brother's with me and we were driving back to his house i get a call on the way back it's the broker the landlord wants to know what genre of music you make oh shit and i was like i know what this where this is going you know (sighs) Is this where I get embarrassed that I make rap music? Because I don't, I don't want to be embarrassed. I love the shit. You, you know, know what I mean? Like that's that, that fucking. So I have to be like, I make rap, but it's, uh, I'm not very loud, and I, and you know, like I don't know what the what where this is going, right. you know. And he's just like, I was like, you know, I'm not loud, and I do hip hop and blah blah blah. He's like, all right, I'll call you back in ten minutes. Calls me back and he's like, landlord says no. no That's yeah. fucked up. He said no rappers, basically, was what the guy said. He's like, he's a 70-year-old guy. And I was like, right, let me explain to him what I do, you know. And he's like, he doesn't want to talk to you. He, he's just like, he doesn't get it. He's not going to get it. He just wants his bill, his rent paid. And to him, that's not something he can identify with in the end. You know? Do you, do you like, think that they had done some research and actually found out or they were just like being No, I, I didn't even seem like that because, I mean, the broker just wants the money. Right. You know, he's the middleman. He wants me to take the place because then he gets paid that day. Exactly. You know? And so he's like, I, he's like, I passed it on. I told him what you told me, but apparently this landlord is just an older dude who... Who's racist? That, that, racist against rap music. <laughs> racist against white rappers. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and yeah, that was it. That was just like, I don't know. I definitely was just like, fuck this move, fuck this place. Like, what the fuck? I was just super. I mean, looking for apartments anywhere sucks. Looking for right. apartments in New York sucks. Ugh. And I was just like, so pissed. And because I tried to do it quick, I was like, let me go out there and like look for a couple of days i'm gonna get something you know right. what i mean and i was following it i was just like and as soon as that happened and i lost the spot i was just like i still all the doubts mojo and then going. i started being like man and this was really expensive too maybe i shouldn't have, you know yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah. all the second guessing that I, that i i managed to skip out of 
it just all came back and now but you're gonna try it again yeah i'm gonna go back it's just tough because i can't like be out there just looking i can have to go for like a week or two at a time right. and i have shit here to deal with I gotta feed the cat for christ's sake yeah that's important. And i got i'm not on tour now but i do have a couple shows every month so i have to like be, be around so but yeah it, it's looking that way well, that's what's up, man. I think uh, I think we've done some great work here. Yeah, man. Yeah, we, thanks we, for uh, coming in and talking, or let me letting me into your house so we could talk. Absolutely, man. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. It's been. I hope it's I been, was okay. Yeah, it's been great. It's been fun hanging with you a couple days in you Portland. You too, man. man. You're like the you're like the secret mayor. Damn, the cat is the cat's playing shirt songs. That's funny. Did, did the cat fix the speaker? I think he did. That's she amazing. Did. Damn. That's incredible. Right when I was like, like, I'm moving to New York and I'm out. And then the cat was just like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks a lot, man. Um, Thank you. Is there anything you want people to do? Like, they, I don't <laughs> in know. In this world? Yeah, I guess. Man, just be good to one another, man. Okay. You know, like the negative negativity is just... People are just negative on their own, and they deal with it, you know. But if, but, but like, no, so if you're negative to others, then it just makes it harder for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Everyone should like at least, at least pretend that they're happy, <laughs> even if they're not. That's just what lie we do. about it. That's what we. That's part of our Keep job. Keep doing that because we need those lies more than anything. <laughs> we need those lies. All right, dude. I mean, you know, anything commerce-wise, too. Oh, yeah, you want yeah. people to buy something or click something, you know? I don't know. The Hail Mary Mellon record is my newest project. There you go. Rob. There we go. Check that shit out. It's great. New solos coming, and I don't know. I don't know what I'm. Sp- I got. I produced the record for Blueprint. It'll be out later in the year. Tight. So that and here and there, I got little things dropping. So good shit, man. And then the solo. Watch for it. No name yet, but you'll know because it's me. All right. Um, thanks again, and this thank is, you. It's a secret skin. It was a good interview, wasn't it? Was, 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 was. I don't really want to hear that many of myself either. It was fun. I thought that was going to be a cool thing to do for the outro. However, it was an instance of me lying to myself. What was that accent? Hell if I know. But uh, I always leave you guys with some unreleased music. And this time, I'm kind of not. I'm just going to freestyle. And I'm going to start right now. I have white files in my cabinet. They have nothing to do with race or the complexion of somebody's face. If you think that you've got the wrong taste and you're in the wrong place. I punched a bad song in its song face. I did that. I'm the wrong wraith. Cause the right one is somewhere haunting a church. Like Lurch. With a paunch. That's filled with Smurfs. This is how we do it. Cause those Smurfs were obviously on the wrong turf. Yeah. They had got caught by Gargamel. He has a cat so Smurfs must be hard to smell. Or else he would have found him. Eaten him. Pound him. Uh, put him in pepper shakers. Ground him. Cause that's what he wanted to do. Gargamel wanted to eat the Smurfs. Eat the Smurfs. If he if the Smurfs was the earth, he would eat the earth. And they're both blue. Like the eyes on the Super Saiyan Goku. That was always weird. 
with his faces and how when he got powerful he changed races. Ugh. That's bad territory for a freestyle story. Right now I'm in purgatory. Have you heard it before? G, that rhymes. Yeah. I have white bones and a black spine. A sober heart and a crack mind. <laughs> I was gonna try to think of more, but my thinking sore. I need a can of Denti more. I need Nintendo 64. No, okay. That's enough. I fulfilled my obligations. This is Secret Skin.